Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 4, Episode 41. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Today, as part of our music season, I'm joined by Andy Williams, who's the head of music at the Elizabeth Woodville School, which is a school very close to me and a school that I also teach um, drums at. And the reason I wanted to interview Andy is because we're actually going to create a project um, with our cluster primary schools um, to try and give a real insight into how we can get music improved in the primary schools, give them some resources, give them take the fear factor out of some of it and talk around those sorts of ideas um, because Elizabeth Woodville is a, is a secondary school and it's kind of helping with that transition and building all those things together. Um, so welcome Andy, thanks very much for being on the podcast. No problem at all, nice to be here. So um, why don't we start with a little bit of history about how you got involved in the school and how long you've been here and um, and then we can talk about sort of how we're going to help the primary schools in, and get their music uh, as good as it possibly okay, can sure. be. Um, I mean I came here just after the Easter holidays so um, I was teaching at a school in Leighton Buzzard called uh, Cedars Upper School and I was the second in department there just a kind of a department of two in fact um, and I'd been there for about six and a half years or so and I, you know I was looking for a new challenge uh, as well as career progression and the, the advert for the head of department here came up and I thought it was a really good opportunity. It was a school that was kind of in the midst of rebuilding itself uh, from the last few years. It's had a bit of a tough time in sort of the last probably decade or so. Um, and it seemed a really good place to kind of like start that progression, give myself a new challenge. So came up, in- interviewed for the job, really liked the school, really liked the kids, uh, and then got offered the, the role in, in that in that same evening that I interviewed, which was really, really nice, uh, nice feeling. Um, then I started here afterwards and kind of started to be filled in on what had kind of happened here in the last two years primarily. And the music department here had had a bit of a, bit of a rough ride for the last couple of years. You know, it went from um, some, you know, long-serving members of department that moved on because it was, that they felt it was the time to do so, which is, you know, it's what happens in careers um, and then they had other people coming in that were really really good really enthusiastic but had to then leave for their own reasons after a short period of time and then it kind of created this kind of void um, or kind of a, a vacuum in the mu- in the music area in the school um, which they wanted to fill and it meant that that there wasn't an enthusiasm for the, the subject around here um, and it wasn't for the want of trying you know the, the department was being run by Becky Griffin who is also the, the head of drama here and she did a really good job she helped organize the lessons she tried to get extracurricular going it was really really good and having on top then we've got Jez Bennett who's the head teacher here who's also um, you know a long-serving very experienced music teacher in his own right you know helped keep especially you know the GCSE things like that going here um, and it's just been something I really want to kind of like build a really good positive culture of music again um, here in the school. Um, and for me, part of that was to start looking at primary schools because I know you need to start at the bottom and work your way up. So that's what, you know, we started having conversations about that. And we thought, why don't we help with that? Let's get involved, make a project that as many people can access and that we can help them with. And that's kind of where we're, we're at now. And th- th- there's a couple of really important things um, that we need to really clarify here. One is the fact that um, the head of the, the school, the head teacher, um, 
Jez Bennett, as um, as Andy's just said, is is a musician um, and also really keen on music. So the really positive starting point for where we are now is that you've got a supportive head who's willing to to put his energy and and, and give the support of the school to the music department, which is a really really important. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. Without that, you <laughs> you really are sort of no, hiding he, to nothing, aren't you? No, so. I mean he he really is so supportive of anything artistic, but particularly music. You know, he has that natural bias towards music, as all musicians do. And you know, I've I've come to him and asked him a couple of things about the the project and it, it's always been a yes you know he's really keen he really wants to get this off the ground because he sees that potential in there having been in the music classroom himself he sees how that progression will work yeah so so that that's a really important thing and um and 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 a real driving force to sort of for us trying to put something together the other thing is that um where the school is based um i've lived in this particular um part of the county for about 12 years now so i've seen the arc of the school um and and its history as andy explained before and um and then lots of the podcasts i've done it's been you know me often interviewing people and with projects that they've done themselves and and showing best practice that way this is a bit more of a hands-on thing because it's a project that i'm going to be involved in um it's something that i'm going to support the school to do as i said i already um teach drums here as well um and my daughter's at the local primary school so i have sort of direct links and so hopefully this will be a little bit of a kind of on the ground feel because we'll be able to follow up with blogs and and various sort of feedback so that it's not just a one-off interview it's actually part of an ongoing thing and hopefully any of the challenges that we come up against will support you in in probably as you recognize some of those challenges as well that you go through so it's sort of a much more gradual um um, existence as we, as we start to to go through those things so that's a really 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 important thing that you sort of understand that you know this is a this is an ongoing project starting from sort of the very beginning and, and yeah that, absolutely that, that's, that's a really yeah. key thing so so as you said the primaries are really really important um from the for the secondary schools but also for everyone as well so so give us a bit of an idea of how you see the project working and 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 and, and how, how it sort of filters through from the sort of the primary up through into the secondary okay well i mean obviously the what we're really looking to create is a kind of sense of kind of continuity and parity between all the primary schools and going into secondary i i see uh, music in primary schools as something that isn't necessarily always prioritized either because of time or money or in some cases just because of a fear of the subject because it is such a, a specialist area really you know even when you kind of get up to kind of my level of schooling the number of people that take it forward is incredibly small relatively speaking so having people in a school that are able to carry forward music and teach music confidently um, is very very difficult you know my own children go to what is a, a lower school in Leighton Buzzard and they're really lucky you know that their, their music quarter coordinator is a music teacher from formerly of a secondary school so they've got that access there but there are a lot of schools in the country and the world that don't have that same access and as a result people are scared to kind of approach something they see as actually quite alien to them so what we want to kind of do is kind of help take that fear away a little bit um, by giving teachers access to simple resources um, that they can take into the classroom that you know some will require a little bit of money to implement some will require no money to imp implement and uh, kind of help those teachers see that if they can do something as simple as clap in time then they can start delivering a music lesson and develop a, even a scheme of work from that starting point and then also looking at the students that kind of come through there because uh, as a secondary school teacher I see kids kind of like drop off 
uh, from uh, instrumental music lessons and lose their enthusiasm as part of that transition because they haven't necessarily seen what can be done beyond their primary school level. So they, even if they've had a really good musical upbringing in their, their primary school, perhaps the links to the secondary schools aren't quite there because they haven't been developed properly. So we want to help develop those links with the students as much as the teachers. So we want to put on um, a, a day for students, instrumentalists in particular, so they can come up to... Uh, EWS up to Elizabeth Woodville, spend the day with us, do some ensemble work um, and kind of see what kind of happens in secondary school once they get up here and help develop that enthusiasm. And they can even take that back because we're planning to do it quite early in the year. They can take that back to their primary school with them and hopefully that will then filter down. So while we've got the teachers working from the bottom up, we've also got the kids in year say five and six that can kind of filter that enthusiasm back down again. And I think that's a really, really kind of like strong focus. We're kind of coming at it from two separate directions and, and i think that's really important because you have the transition then you you do have the primary school children going into the secondary school and that happens quite a lot actually with the local schools but it's generally um i would say sport related there's usually quite a lot of sports activities in that way um and there's also been sort of a, an enterprise and a business enterprise thing that i know that's happened relatively recently as well which my daughter was involved in so they are used to coming to the school but not necessarily as a music focus and i think that is a really good um extra bit of progression because then it just means that they just become aware that this is something which is going on and, and that's really where we are sort of starting that off again yeah absolutely i mean you kind of look at some of the projects that already kind of go around and are available to primary schools so you look at you know you've got the northamptonshire music and performing arts trust have the first access project so that um, kids can learn an instrument for a term and kind of experience that you've got samba workshops like the ones that you run you know they get and give students access to performing and working and perf uh, developing as an ensemble and they get that a little bit at that level but then there's no continuity after that there's it kind of stops so you do what is it, is it like 10 week projects that you do as uh, doing your samba and then after that 10 weeks there's no guarantee that that will then carry on beyond that again because the teacher doesn't quite know where they can go with it um, or after the instrument lessons perhaps they don't know how to pass on information to the school they don't quite know where it all is and where they can get their their help from so what we can then do is, is, is give them that information, give the teachers information to help them build on the work that perhaps you or another group has done um, working on an ensemble uh, to build on what they've done in if they've done first access. So if they want to perhaps carry on, but they don't know how, we can tell them how and sh show them that route and say that actually... Um, you can continue, you can go on. It doesn't have to stop after primary school. There is something beyond it. And I've I've dealt with it a, a little bit in the last uh, f sort of few days of term. Uh, I've spoken to parents about continuing lessons. They have lessons through Northamptonshire Performing Arts Trust, but they didn't necessarily know that we run the lessons through the trust here as well. Um, and I've had a couple of conversations where they've kind of gone, oh, okay, we'll get the forms in there and we'll get, get it started and suddenly you know, that, that ball is rolling. I think there's just that little break in communication that we can just kind of help fill. Uh, and I think that's it. Is that all, all these things are out there. It's just a question of knowing where they are and, and how to get the, the resources and, the, and access those things um, and that's really what this project is I guess is the overall arc of what we're trying to achieve is the fact that we want to give um, resources and support in terms of getting music into the schools see see the progression and also just giving us um, giving the staff a, a point of contact where it's that kind of I've just got really what I think is a, either a really silly question or I'm not quite sure and I probably should know 
but feeling comfortable enough to know I, I know who I can speak to about that. And that yeah. seems quite an important starting point. Really. Yeah, absolutely. I think particularly what you said there about being able to ask questions that perhaps you feel silly about. And I think that's why this being a live project and an ongoing project is going to be really important to that process because we are going to have to ask probably some quite silly questions of each other and of the primary schools. And I think if they can see that we're okay to ask those questions, you know, as people that are music teachers, that have worked in music education, that they're okay to do it as well. You know, if we can ask these as relatively knowledgeable people, then why can't they? And it, it, it'll break down that, that little wall of fear and that will start that process really well as well. Yeah, and, and I think I think just to really clarify the, the structure of how music can really progress from your school, it's it is exactly as we said, you can go from the top down and the bottom up. But if if we start at the bottom, it is that kind of let's assume you have very little money or no money in your budget. It's just a question of what rhythm games can you do? What singing things can you do? Where where are the free resources? And they are free resources out there. And and just implementing those. And if you're a if you're a music um, coordinator who's not a music specialist, and that's quite a common thing these Very days. Very much so. I've I've heard people saying, "Oh yes, I became the music coordinator because I was the last person that arrived at the meeting, and <laughs> and therefore I was kind of told that's what I was going to do." And and we know those that that happens quite a lot in that kind of scenario. Um, and then of course you're you're trying to coordinate something. Thing, one that you're not necessarily very knowledgeable about which is what we're going to try and help with um, and also there's quite a lot to organize as a music coordinator and if you're a class teacher as well it's that time factor yeah. and the time that you need to be helping and coordinating you're usually teaching so when you need to be speaking to staff and visiting people you're not necessarily available so all those sorts of things you know from a real practical level are really important so so I said, sort of phase one is kind of the just let's get some rhythm going, let's get some singing going. It can just be things like just sitting when you're on your carpet time, you do different rhythm games, all of these sort of activities um, will be on educationonfire.com. We're going to have some little videos of things that we can do with that and some some basic sheets, just knowing what you're going to do from the very beginning. Okay, we're going to sit in a circle, that's step one. We're going to sit down, we're going to clap a basic rhythm, that's sort of step two. We're going to introduce our names, we're going to do our favourite colour, our favourite sport, all those things, and all of a sudden you've got a few weeks worth of work going on there before you've even thought about adding an instrument from your trial or anything like that so all of those things we can help with which just makes your school in every single class a musical school and then as we talked about off the first access which is fantastic where you can have a whole term's worth of work for string or brass or, or percussion with it's samba or, or african drumming and that sort of all of a sudden then you get much more out of those things because you've already got that enhanced rhythm or, or musicality going in from the children starting as soon as they get into school yeah, really absolutely and then from there, it's that kind of, oh, well, then we can carry on. There is um, peripatetic lessons available. And it's kind of, well, now we've got a handful of kids, some playing recorders, some playing different instruments. What we need is an ensemble. Okay, well, how do we go about that? Where do we go to get the resources? Oh, we can't have the right sort of instrumentation. Well, if you go to this particular website or this particular um, group, then they've got, material that you can actually use or, or or we you know if it's a very sort of local base to where we are now maybe we can support you and write you in a, um, an arrangement of something you know or put you in the right direction you know so yeah and then all of a sudden you've got an ensemble then you can be doing music assemblies you can do an end of term concert you've got christmas celebrations going and all of a sudden the whole place has got a whole sort of vibe about it which just is a completely different atmosphere than it is before there's nothing going on at all. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, you talk about things like assemblies and things like that, you know, that that's something really important because that helps raise the profile of something like music. And music's really important for, like, 
anyone i i think personally you know and being part of that music you know there's all this these skills that you can get these kids involved in you know their communication and confidence all skyrocket when they're involved in a group like that some of them they develop their leadership skills because they can be form a leadership role within those ensembles perhaps that you start up and you know that's there's a massive list that's by no means exhaustive in any way <laughs> of all these skills they can develop and when it comes to developing things like pieces for an assembly it doesn't even have to be a specialist little group that you've put together it can just be what you've done in the classroom you know we, we spoke shortly before this about um uh, a tweet that i put out about um, a little group that performed in assemblies here at the end of term and i didn't do anything big for that i chose something that i'd done in a classroom with my year sevens that i was i was particularly proud of that they that they'd done it was relatively simple that they had done but i wanted to show that off so that's exactly what i did i i asked some year sevens would you mind performing and they went no we don't mind at all and there was you know it's only a small handful of them but they did that and that was received really well because it was raising that profile again there's no reason that can't be done in a primary school either you know you talk about using rhythm instead of more complex musical things why not bring that into an assembly it will still excite people. It will still impress people. It will still make people happy. Absolutely. And and, and interestingly, it's one of the things that often gets commented on when I do um, the first access projects and, and especially Samba is the fact that I think often what's happened in the past is you do a performance of what you've achieved after your 10 weeks. And one of the things I'm really keen on is I show the whole progression. You know, we start from the point where you have a class of around 30 children not knowing what Samba is. And then from there, each week, we've introduced the idea of pulse and tempo, and we demonstrate the rhythm games that we've done. We then introduce how we start to learn the instruments, which isn't actually holding the instruments. It's just the some of the um, coordination you need to be able to yeah. do it. And then we introduce what the rhythms sound like and how we put that together and then how we integrated them and, and those sorts of things. And so we use that as our performance so that... Um, often it's parents and grandparents that come along as well, but often it's the rest of the school as well. So if I'm doing it with a year four or year five class, the people in key stage one that are watching this can think, oh, I could do that. Because they could think, well, we're used to sitting in a circle. We can do yeah. those rhythms. You know, they they pick up on the bits that they recognize and then they get excited about what they can achieve after that. Absolutely. And, um, and, I, and I've talked before on different podcasts about that whole being able to see the bigger picture. Um, from, a, from a, a secondary point of view, which is when I started playing the drums, it was the fact that there was an assembly, there was the school wind band playing, and then that was fantastic, and I enjoyed that. And there was a junior band and a senior band who were fantastic. But then I knew people in that particular ensemble as I got involved with then involved in a county ensemble, and then I knew some of those were going to music college. And so while I might not have known at that particular point, that's what I'm going to do, it's not a massive stretch. It still takes a lot of hard work and talent and dedication and all the rest of it. But you can see there's a there's a path there yeah. to be able to do it. And that's really what we're trying to do in that sort of primary sector to lead absolutely. into the secondary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, to be able to see an end point, you know, something that you're working towards is really, really important. Whether it is just a little performance at the end of a term, whether it's putting on an assembly piece, whether it's just being videoed in front of your class at the the end of something, you know, something that you can look at and be proud of at the end of it and think, like you say, yes, I can do that. I could do that. It's not actually something that is that scary. And I think that's for the, the students and for the teachers as well. So what one of the things we're looking to offer the the teachers is not just giving them resources but giving them a chance to and to show them how they can be used so bringing teachers together for like a little twilight cpd session and 
what will end up probably being teaching them by teaching them. So actually them being involved in what would be probably a condensed version of a scheme of work for a primary school um, uh, kind of setting. Um, so they can actually see where they've started off. So if they've done had no musical experience, which some of the kids might be, they might be in exactly the same boat as those children. And then by the end of that session, they're actually performing something in some way. So they've seen that endpoint and they've seen how to get to that endpoint. And I think... We, we talk about that as really important for students to know, you know, whether you're looking at primary or secondary or, you know, you're getting ready for SATs. There's your endpoint. Your SATs are your endpoint. So that's why we're doing this in maths and English. Why not do that for music as well? You know, it's important for them to see how to get there. And that's what we want to give people as well. Absolutely. So the... Um so as in terms of the project that we're putting together, um, which is going to be in September, what we've decided to do is um, we know that some schools go to the Young Voices and do that sort of the big singing things in the, in the big arenas that are over here. Um, and we know that there are some schools that um, within the cluster that have got ensembles and great things going on. And we know there are some schools that have got very little music going on. So what we thought we'd start with, um, as Andy said earlier on, is we're going to have a day where we're going to bring all the instrumentalists together especially those that are learning an instrument but maybe not playing in an ensemble or, or not very much and so we get that sort of large-scale feel no matter what the standard bring them all together just a, a day of playing together and enjoying what what that's actually like um, and also then that gets them into the secondary school so we start to really help that sort of transition and, and, and the relationship between all of the cluster schools and, and the secondary school together so that that's sort of our starting point um, and, and then as we said there, the CPD is to basically give the music coordinators and the staff of the schools a hands-on idea of, right, that was a really great day, then we'll wait till next year when the next one is. That's not what we're about. The whole idea is the fact that we've had this CPD, right, so tomorrow or next week when I've got some time within my next lesson, this is what we're then going to implement because I've already done it. I understand how it's going to go. And then we can then build on that. So we've got, as we said, that bottom up, what can we do in class tomorrow? This is what it is. Supporting those children that have had the opportunity already to learn and see where that progression goes. And then the two things will start to meet in the middle and, and we can support you as you grow the singing up and the rhythm up and, and those instrumental people as well. So that that's really key. And the other thing is, is to be able to say that actually often these things make a lot of sense when you're in the middle of those workshops they make less sense the next morning or the the week after when you think i know the rhythm was something about this but i'm not quite sure you can't remember <laughs> um and and that and that's really where i can come in you know is is the fact i'm more than happy to go into into if you're in one of the local cluster schools i'm more than happy to go in have a chat um talk about the framework of how you might build on what you have already um one of the podcasts in the season um was from hartwell school and they've got a whole myriad of music going on which is a fantastic thing to do but if you're not in that position and you want support on how you put that together i can help you with that if you need some resources and that we can point you in those directions if you just want an extra bit of backup we can just go in and really help that so you feel like you've got that continual kind of just need to ask this question as we said before you know it could be a quick phone call but if you need someone to pop in that's the great thing about creating it like this in our cluster this sort of hands-on everyone's local and so we have this option of creating this very really the, the ews being being the hub almost uh, uh, yeah. of the local of the local music and and i guess from your point of view in terms of the progression of music after that knowing what's going in in all the schools gives you a chance to really plan what you want to do in your lessons as well yeah absolutely i mean you kind of look at things now and there, there's currently no kind of parity in what happens in music 
um, at primary school and that then causes issues then with continuity when you're kind of going through and really what you'd ideally want is to have a similar music experience for all the primary school children it's not going to be exactly the same because if all the schools did all exactly the same thing that would just be really really boring but they've they've done similar things they've worked on similar skills they've developed similar understandings in whatever way their school has chosen to do that and it means that not only is there parity at their level there's continuity when they come to my level um and it means because it, otherwise it's a bit like you, you could have say ki- kids from three different schools and you're trying to set them in maths lessons and some schools have done lots of maths and they did really well and they did all the preparation for their sats and then some had no maths because they didn't have a math specialist that couldn't do it it would be like doing that now that doesn't happen because everyone has done maths up to at least a GCSE point everyone's done English up to a GCSE point and that doesn't happen with music because of its specialism only six percent of students go forward and take say music to GCSE nationally you know so you, you we need to be able to find a simple way and a really supportive way to help create that parity and continuity, which is, I think, what we're really trying to create here. Community support among schools. Yeah, and and I think also, you know, we're, we're both musicians, so, you know, we, we always have that kind of really sort of excited edge that, you know, music, whether you're doing it for GCSE or A-level or, or as a career, what we know is the fact that even if you're five and you're doing something or you're 11 when you go to secondary school, what you can get as a musician, as a student learning music supports you in so many ways doesn't it then and, oh, and, and yeah. that's that's really the thing that we, we we believe strongly enough which we can actually really help create yeah absolutely i mean you know we, we've talked about gcse but really that's not what we're kind of like doing to focus on it's one of the things i think about i'm a secondary teacher but it's not what I'm really after. I'm not really worried about whether people want to take it at GCSE. If they do and they, they can you know achieve well and it will be good for them, yes, absolutely, they can do it. But it's more about getting them involved in music, letting them develop those extra transferable skills that come from music. And that, you know, there are people in year 10 and 11 now, even at school, they haven't touched GCSE music at all, but they are still musicians. You know, I think that there are a few people that, mistake that you need to be doing GCC music and beyond to be a musician you don't you can have a year four or below that can play a drum or just clap in time and be part of an ensemble that person is also a musician and we need to foster that and kind of develop that and and it really is a numbers game isn't it in terms of of, of wanting children to have the opportunity to do music if they want to at GCSE or A level further on is the fact that if you're not exposed to it early then you're not going to carry on doing it you know part of the no. reason that football is so popular is the fact that every child seems to play football from the moment they can walk <laughs> almost pretty much yeah <laughs> and and so out of there you have a large amount of people that will therefore want to take it on and it will become part of their life and as, as music and the arts sort of starts to get diminished within schools and also culturally for that matter, you know, as the funding starts to get cut, yeah. you just know that it's difficult for, for those things to thrive. And I think that's why we sort of have really sort of emphasised the fact that you don't need a large budget. You just need an idea and you need some structure and some, some support. And from there you can build anything. And, and if then you get to a point where you think, oh, we need more money because we want to buy some resources or some equipment or whatever, that will come. You know, they're, they're usually the, the Friends Association of a school, they're looking to give yeah. you money for something. And if you've got a project that you can really get everybody behind, especially something like music where you have concerts and things that everyone can share, then, then it's a, a fantastic thing to be involved in. Yeah, absolutely. And even as a kind of a starting point, you know, music resources can be incredibly expensive. 
you know, buying instruments. Say you say you wanted your year force to play ukulele, for example, they're fifteen or twenty pounds per ukulele. So if you've got a large group of year fours that you all want to play, that that's a really big thing to buy. But if you want to simplify that, maybe uh, away from more expensive instruments, chances are. And this is one of the reasons we want this to be a community. Someone somewhere in the cluster already has that resource. And if they're not using it, chances are they will be more than willing to lend it to you until you can do your own or even let you make copies of what you've already got. Or they can approach people like um, Northampton Music Trust and Impact and say, we hear you've got these, these instruments in stock. Is there any chance we can borrow them, please? Or they can come to, say, a school like uh, EWS or whatever other school in the area have you got these instruments that we can borrow and again if they're not being used chances are the answer will be yes because we all want as educators to allow people access to the broadest experiences they can even if you're not a musician yourself you there's always part of you that thinks actually i know music's good i do know it's good i don't think i could do it but i know it's good so they want that access so being able to know where to ask for these resources and then like you say when the money then arrives and you've tried it out by begging, stealing and borrowing from everyone around you, you can kind of go, actually, this does work. There is a good reason and a good argument for us buying and allotting money to this within the school. You've got a really good argument. So you can go to the Friends Association of your school. You can go to your governing body. You can just go to your head and say, could I please do this? And because you've got this experience there already to show that it works, you're more likely to get that yes then. That and, point. And, and I think the funding thing is really important. That while we talk about budget cuts and all those kind of things, um, there is still music being, uh, there is still money going into music. Um, it might not be a lot, but there is some. And that's where the first access money comes from. You know, because when the music hubs were developed, you know, the amount of money that the Arts Council then puts into music as a school, as a teacher, that's your money, actually, and it's and it's yours to have. And, and while there are organisations like Music Trusts and partnering organisations with music hubs which actually deliver these things, they're also delivering it on your behalf. So if you actually have a project you want to do, um, as Andy said, you specifically want to do X, Y or Z, that money is there. As long as you can show that it's going for the benefit of all the children and your department and what you're trying to achieve, that is actually your money. And what we'll try and do is is try and have one of the podcasts which explains how you can go about that as well. So rather than just waiting for someone to say, would you like 10 weeks of violin lessons? Actually, you can, at the beginning of the year, go and say, actually, we'd like... I don't know, five weeks of something and five weeks of something else and five weeks of something else. And we know how we can go about getting that because this is what we're trying to achieve. And you've got your plan and we've discussed it as part of our of our hub, as it were, um, as, as the cluster and what we're trying to create. And then you've got a bit of control. You can get excited about the fact what you can achieve because we can pinpoint various activities throughout the year that you can put your hat on for those sorts of things um, and actually have that plan. And it's about the plan and knowing that you've got some control and you've got some creation of those things. We can share good practice amongst the other cluster schools which are going on because, as we said, sure. there is some great things happening. Um, and if you're just starting out, that's absolutely fine as well. But we can show you how to do that um, and, and we hope you'll get on board. And, and as I said, I'm more than happy to, to 
spend some time chatting through any of these things um and also i, I you know i can deliver some samba stuff and those sorts of things as well we it's just a question of asking and, and you know we can make it work for the school and i think that's the that's the key trying to get away from putting the square peg in a round hole and just yeah. actually being able to say what is it that you need oh we've got an arts week let's just do it as part of an arts week let's not necessarily make it as, in that way you get the chance to maybe have samba and violin or samba and um, brass or whatever it happens to yeah. be you don't need to have one or the other as, as soon as you've got a bit of control you can make it however you want it to be and I think that's quite an exciting prospect then. yeah so I I think that's a really important kind of like thought to have is that it doesn't have to be something standalone to be able to work it might be that you could just pitch it as an initial project in a shorter term to kind of build upon so I know probably quite a lot of primary and I know lower schools in my area um, have uh, what my kids school called shine week where they have like um, talent competitions and they have people coming into the school to demonstrate things they have dance demonstrations they have music demonstrations you know and it's not it's just part of their their end of academic year so it's not anything new and they have different people each year so if you know where to find someone that can demonstrate something, they can bring in a Samba group like yours and say, can, can you show us how this works? And then you can kind of say, yes, and this is what we can do with this beyond here. Or you bring in an ensemble, say, from somewhere like Elizabeth Woodville, if you've got a group, ask us to come down to demonstrate what we can do. You know, that could be part of their transition as well. You know, all these things are already there. And if you've got that already there, this kind of allotted space, don't be afraid to ask if you can use some of it for something new. And I think, that that's one of the difficult parts it is potentially something new and being able to ask can i try this and this is why it would be good yeah and and one of the um other important things and part of this season you you you'll hear this as well is what is out there you know there are some free amazing things going on from professional companies whether it be dance or music or, or organizations that have education departments that are wanting to give you as a school opportunities it's but who are they where do you go you know and some of some of them you do have to pay for some of them you don't um and and we're going to try and give you some of those options as well and just sort of you know phone up the english national ballet and say we know you're in milton Keynes soon um we know you've got an education department can you come and do something and I'm pretty sure the answer will be let's have a conversation and see what see what we can put together, you know, and whatever those happen to be that, you know, it's it's just a question of asking. And, and, and that's, I think, the support that we want to give as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's showing people where to go because people just don't know where to go. You know, I, as I get letters and emails from all kinds of people saying there's this going on, there's that going on. You know, I've put a couple of things on my department Twitter page recently about contests that are going on and workshops that are going on. So there's currently one run getting ready for, I think it's Children in Need, called Fun Racing, which is songwriting workshops where the family of the students ha do have to pay, but as part of that, that payment, they get um, vocal tuition, songwriting tuition, um, they get rehearsal time and access to a concert uh, that's being uh, put in a professional, uh, I think, Milton Keynes Theatre. Um, you know, and that, that's a massive opportunity. And I think it's, it's £35 to, to go in, but actually, you get a lot for that money, and it's not coming from a school budget. You know, it's it's just passing the opportunity on to a student. So if you can pass that on, but you don't necessarily know where to look for that. And I didn't necessarily know. It's something that was passed on to me. So if something that's it's passed on to me, I can pass on to someone else. That's a win 
for me. You know, and they have it set for primary and secondary. They have these as discrete things as part of that project to get these people involved. There's always something somewhere if you know where to look for it. Absolutely. And so and that and that's where we're going to try and utilize the um the education on fire.com website. I'm going to have a page of resources and all of those yeah. things. So, you know, if if you need a conversation, if you want to find some resources, if if you want a bit of help with anything, you know, just log on. Well, there'll be a whole myriad of things that you can download from there and information that you can find out. It's got my contact details. You can just drop me an email. You know, it, it's just a, a, the first starting point of all of those things that we can try and help. And so, uh, as we said at the beginning, just sort of to round the whole thing off, you know, it's a very early stage project that we're trying to put together. Um, stage one getting everything going but i think as we've spoken over the last few minutes we get an idea of of how supportive it can be how it can grow how it can support all the schools both in the primary and all the cluster from there in into the secondary and and i think it's a really exciting time for the school and and the area actually and i know it's something the primary schools have been really keen on and and to help their students as they go into secondary as well so um Thanks very much for chatting. It's been it's been brilliant. And I'm really looking forward to the project and, and how it all how it all works out. And as I said, um, if you follow everything on on the blog at educationonfire.com, I'm going to have an updated thing going on about how it's going, what we've done, how we've how we've managed to achieve some things, and also any of the struggles that we've had, which undoubtedly will happen. Just so that, no so, that so that we can just you know relate those things. Just so you know, it's not easy. These things, you know, this is the exciting bit where you're chatting about it with like-minded people who just think it's a fantastic idea there are other people involved in terms of the logistics and, and all those sorts of things as well. So yeah. it's those sorts of things we're going to try and help you out with as well just Absolutely. to make it as easy as possible. Yeah, and I'll, I'm, I'll probably mirror quite a few of the things that you're going to post on your blog as well. Like I said, I've got Facebook and Twitter pages linked that are direct for the EWS Music Department. So things like this blog, I'll, I'll post on there. Resources and competitions, concerts and things that I will be advertising will be going on to there. And I think uh, I also post anything about extracurricular within the school. So perhaps if your child is going into year six and you want to know what's going on, perhaps, and they're coming up, you know, they can like or follow those pages. Um, I'll put resources up on there and things like that. So if people are on Facebook or Twitter and they can find EWS underscore music, they can like or follow those. And anything I post there, they will instantly have access to, whether it's this blog or whether it's things I post directly via the school that's fantastic and and, and that's, I think the, the key takeaway about all of that is the fact it's just about connection it's about joining the yes. dots and, and feeling like it's an ongoing community which is actually working towards something which has got some great potential and I yeah, think absolutely. That, that's the exciting thing about it so brilliant thanks so much for chatting to me that's been a pleasure um, and I really look forward to the project really taking off yeah me too thank you very much thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast for more information of each episode and to get in touch go to educationonfire.com Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.